Brilliant, guys. I know it's a bit weird for you guys uh, that I'm doing this during the day. Uh, you're used to my nighttime stuff. Um, but today we're doing episode four of Live and Undrugged um, in South Africa. Um, and we're speaking to uh, writer um, and businesswoman uh, Nicolene Eladad. Um, before we start, I'd like to thank my uh, sponsors, as I always do, uh, Mr. James Jeffries and uh, Cannabis CBD um, for all your um, painkilling needs. Nicolene, it's great to have you on. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, let's start back at the start. Let, let me take you back to the start of your journey and um, go from there. Thank you, Jack, so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Uh, my journey is one of that's quite interesting. Um, my husband and I met each other overseas and we moved to South Africa to live here. And one of the easiest ways for him to get a job was to start his own business uh, because he could barely speak English. And uh, there wasn't a lot of job opportunities back then. It's even worse now. But back then, we also struggled to get a job. So we decided to together start a business from our garage. We imported CCTV cameras and we were selling it to uh, the trade. It was not easy. I was supposed to only help him out for six months, but now it has been 14 years and I am still helping him in all of our businesses. But it, it has been a completely beautiful journey, if I can say that, because we are two people that knew when we started that business in the garage, that's not where it's going to end. We knew that, you know, this is not going to be nice. It's not going to be perfect. It's we barely had any money, but we saw in our mind's eye that we can get somewhere. And that's really where we focused our attention. Um, and we are two people that really learn from our mistakes. So we're not scared to try something. And if it doesn't work, we'll just change it. Um, and I think that's what separates a lot of entrepreneurs when they grow businesses as well. A lot of people are too scared to take that very, very first step. But once you do your whole entire life changes because your mindset starts changing. And when you start believing more in yourself, you really truly can do anything that you put your mind to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in mindset. Having changed mine from, um, uh, I went from victim to survivor and then got stuck in survivor for such a long time and didn't realize that there's actually a thriver mode. Um, you know, and that's what we're now doing. Um, thriving, um, living life that we best we that we can. Um, so tell me about um, that might ch changing that mindset and getting into that and um, pushing yourself forward into what you're doing today. Yeah, for us, it was more, I think we both looked at how our parents were um, as, you know, kind of guides and leaders through our lives and all the, the hardship and struggles that they also had to pass through. And I think it was like a, an unspoken conversation that we always had from the beginning is that we just want to create a better life. And also for our children, we don't want them to ever have to struggle. Um, there's lessons that we want them to learn. And my children will all go work in a pizza parlor just like I did. But I want them to know that uh, money does not define you and that you can still do great things, whether you start from a garage or whether you win the lottery. It's really just, it's who you are that's most important. So for us, there was a lot of mental struggle that happened when we were growing the business because the people around us were not business owners. 
And when you are surrounded by people who don't see opportunities the way you do, who don't believe that it's possible to sell something and turn it into a business, it, it's very, very hard. In fact, it's not a lot of fun. So a lot of our friendships changed. A lot of the ways we hang out with people changed. And for the first four years, we were literally much pretty just to stay by ourselves. We stayed with my mom in her house, ran the business, but every year we grew a little bit bigger. And in order for us to do that, we knew that we don't want to just spend extra money. We want to create um, a successful financial freedom lifestyle. And in order to do that, Jack, you need to make some sacrifices. And a lot of times people don't do that. They want to start a business. And when they get money, they buy the car, they do this, they go spend it. For four years, we didn't even take a salary. We literally just survived because we wanted to make sure we put the money back in our business because we kept keeping our eye on that goal. We wanted to have that warehouse. We wanted to have loads of shipments coming in because we knew if we do that, products will become cheaper and we would have more clients. And that's really the only thing that we kept focusing on. And even in the days when it didn't go well, and I mean days when you don't sell anything, the two of us had this agreement that we will kind of recheck with each other. There will always be one that's the one that's willing to stand up while the other one's feeling a bit down. So when you're doing business on your own, it is even harder. So one of my big things that I even teach my clients is that you have to have an accountability person in your life. You have to have a community that can support you. Because like I said before, if your family and friends are not like in your world, they don't understand what you're doing. And they don't even understand your suffering or your concerns. It's so hard for them to relate. And it's not really their fault, but that's but it, it comes to you that you need to go find someone that can support you on that. Yeah, I, I I believe in that fully. You know, there's there's there's, there's an old saying that it, it takes a whole community to raise a child. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I I live in a very close knit community. I, I'm you know I'm part of a a, a big church um, uh, plant, and you know we we believe in accountability, um, uh, opening up. Uh, everything really um, because if you don't have accountability then who's going to stop you um, from making those same mistakes over and over again exactly um, you know I come exactly. from a 12-step background um, in recovery uh, and, and you know a lot of it is about accountability getting a sponsor um, but I also believe that we need um, we need people out there that can be um, spiritual brothers and sisters fathers grandfathers mothers grandmothers so you know i i know exactly what you mean there about having the people around you to be able to guide you um, because without guidance you're just walking in the dark um, yeah yeah and i know jack for a lot of people when we say go and find your community or find someone to be it's, it's hard for them they're thinking like but who do i ask you know like which website do i go to to find someone but for me what i usually think is i i look for someone that is just a few steps ahead of me that has actually done what i want to do so like for example in business if it's someone that you know just started a business but they're a year or two ahead of me i would like get all my information my advice i would drink cups of coffee with them and learn from them if you want to lose weight and become more healthy i'll go and find someone that's done exactly that that went from a certain weight to a different weight you know it's the same with someone that's been through trauma go find someone that's already been through it's so hard for someone to help you or relate to you when they have no idea what this looks like. So the best advice that I always say is go find someone that's actually gone through the whole thing that you're struggling with at the moment. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you fully. You know, we, 
as people are the, especially doing this, you know, and, and one of the reasons that, that I do this is because um, we have to be accountable for what we do. And by doing this, we are putting ourselves into the public domain. And we have to show that we can not only talk the talk, but yes. walk the walk. Now, my journey is, you know, slightly different to yours. Um, it, it's running on a certain parallel with doing these. But, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a, a few years behind. But um, what you said about, you know, finding people out there that are doing the same things, I researched um, other, you know, independent journalists. I researched podcasters within this field um and you know it's hard work it's it's not you know it's not just a a simple fact that me coming on here speaking to people like you it's all the editing that you have to do it's the time it takes to rip it from the computer and put it onto youtube and then hot link that to your website to build your website to build a following on facebook and other social media um, to push yourself forward. So I, I don't think I was quite prepared for oh, yeah. the hard work that was going to be there. Um, I yeah. just thought it was as simple as doing a, a, a few little interviews. And it was at the start, but as you progress, it gets, and, and you know, you get to the next level and the next level, it, it, it gets more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and in pushing yourself, and, and especially when you've got a family as well, so yeah. how and, and that's why, Jack, like having those accountability people are so important because you might want to stop because you were like, oh, well, I didn't know it involves all of this. You know, like when you start a business as well, we sometimes get so excited about the idea or the potential money that we can make. And in the beginning, it's, you know, busy and there's so much going on. But every business goes through quiet times and, and busy times. And it's during those times when you are not doing what you thought was going to happen in your business that you need to be shifting your focus you need to have that support and have someone that can guide you and you constantly need to be surrounded by people that's going through the same stuff so that you can feed off each other because everybody's seasons are different so when you're on a low someone else is guaranteed to be on a high which means they can then carry you they can support you they can take you know keep you accountable to the things that you said you want to do and remind you of that future goal because unfortunately most humans we just kind of figure out what are we going to do today and maybe we think about tomorrow and we really need to also while you're in the present in the now you need to also keep thinking about where would I like to go do I want to keep doing the hamster wheel that I'm doing right now whether this is in your personal life or in your business and how can I possibly change that and again, you need to find someone that can help you do that if you really don't know how to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but you really have to have, I, I think, a the groundings of a passion there. Because yes. if you don't, it, you, you know, it becomes a chore. Um, and if this ever mm-hmm. chore, I'd want to give it up. I, I truly enjoy this. This is a big part of my recovery. It's a big part of my life. It's a big part of me building on my confidence um, because that's something that I didn't have a lot of. That was ground out of me. Um, so I want to look at, you know, you talk about mindset. I want to look at how you changed your mind, flipped your mindset from just kind of like the worker bee to actually 
pushing out there and 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 and, and getting on. You know, I know how I'm working at it, but I'd like to know from somebody that's like really successful at it. You know, what are the things that you put into place and how you push on? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, like it's a constant journey. And I actually enjoy that, that it's not something that you can just fix overnight because there's always things that change. The way I look at life and business and money right now is so different from when I started from my garage 14 years ago. Um, you know, then I was very focused on money because I knew money would give me freedom to not have debt and to buy things that I want and to give me some security. But now today I'm a mom. So my time has completely taken priority in my life. Like I would rather pay people to do things for me that is maybe ridiculous to other people but I know that that gives me an extra hour with my kids and there is no price that I can put on that but for me when my mindset comes in I make sure that I listen to podcasts that are all about mindset I make sure that I consume books at least once a month that is focused on how to become a better person how to love yourself more you know these things might sound so silly but if we don't put into ourselves. We can't continue just giving and giving to other people. And when you're a parent, you automatically being given to your, all your attention and love to your children. But you also have a business. You also have friends. You have family. And people take from each other without really knowing that. But through the years, I've noticed that um, what, what works for my mindset is to focus on one thing at a time. When I, can, can, when I can feel overwhelmed coming, when I can feel that I'm getting a bit scared of what maybe can go wrong or what's happening next, I completely slow down. I, in fact, I sometimes take a day off for that and I plan out my next month. For me, that works because when I can see what I need to do and when I need to do it and I'm gracious, graceful with it, giving myself enough time off, enough with the family, you know, all these things that, you know, eat on us in the back of our minds, that gives me better control of my day. And that is something that I constantly have to work on. Some months it goes really well. And then all of a sudden you'll wake up one day and there's this thought about, am I a good enough mom? Am I a good enough boss? Have I given back to humanity enough? Like, why are we doing this? Do I have enough money, even though you have money in the bank? Like all these things can come up. But I always believe respect the feelings that's coming to you. There is a reason why you're thinking about them and respect them and give them the attention they need. Ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? Why am I thinking about this? And don't just wait for the answer to come. Spend some time with those thoughts because there might be something completely different that pops up that you need to pay attention to. Something in your past that you haven't been clearing out. Someone in your family that you need to speak to to clear out some air. There's a lot of things that always happens. And Jack, I have a friend who's very, you know, energetically aligned to the universe. And she always says when you are getting flu or when your throat is really sore, it's usually not that you just have a bug, but it's also because you're supposed to speak and say things that needs to come out of your system. So I'm quite a big believer that when you do fall ill, you know, like in your body and something hurts, that before you just think that it's a flu virus or it's COVID, just consider for the possibility, is there something that I should be speaking my truth about? Is there something that I should make peace with someone? Is there something that I need to let go of? Because that forms part of your mindset and your energy. And that's how you live your life is you're either going to live it fully or you're going to continue holding yourself back in some way. I, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I, I do know that there is a correlation between um, the way that we think and the way that we feel to the way that our body works. So if we're, and not just that, but the people that we spend our time around um, that can oh, yes. be as well, you know, um, my, my dad used to say, you, you know, if you, if your job is, is to shovel manure, um, you're not going to finish the day without smelling like it. Uh, and the same is 
around people. And if you're hanging around negativity, if you're hanging around toxicity, um, especially mm-hmm. things like um, uh, toxic uh, masculinity or toxic femininity or um, mm-hmm. just even people that use toxic words like um, snowflake or Karen, that's, that's really my gets my goat um so i don't like it because it breeds toxicity and you can't fight toxic behavior with toxic behavior you can only fight toxic behavior with love um so you have to be around the right people because Mm -hmm. i know for a fact that if i hang around a certain set of uh, people that i used to hang about with it's not going to be long before i'm sat back in a crack house oh yeah Oh yeah, that that is so guaranteed. And I think people don't notice that as easily until you point it out to them. And I'm literally, I think I'm allergic to negativity. It's something that I cannot stand. I literally feel the hairs on my body raise when I'm in the presence of someone that continuously just moan. Now, don't get me wrong. There's times to, you know, be upset about something. There's times to like deflate yourself and get it out of your system. But you can tell when this is the the norm for this person is to be this way. And when you pick up that you're surrounded by, it can even just be one person who's constantly like that. You have to track back and say, is this affecting me? Do I leave them and I go be irritable somewhere else? Is this making me a bad mom, a bad boss? Am I all of a sudden also? noticing like bad things coming up in the news because you are energetically then attracting all of that negativity so for me i have a very clear rule i literally walk out of conversations when people are like that i'll just get up and leave or i excuse myself even my children know that you don't need to moan when we are talking about something we can talk like human to human we can talk with respect and even when you're sad you can cry but you don't have to have a fit about it so i I try to treat them as you know as grown-ups because i need them to understand your energy kind of feeds into the people around you and if you're negative you will automatically just attract that so if you don't like the people around you ask yourself why am i here why am i attracting them as well because you might also be giving off the same energy as well yeah i mean i think it's quite easy to fall into that negative frame of mind especially when when you know uh, when you've grown up around mental illness um, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've battled mental illness my whole life and I, I, I do moan on occasion. You know, I'm, I'm not not a moaner. I am. I, I, I like to have a bit of a gripe every now and again and, and, and air it. But it's. I, I like to. One of the ways that I deal with it is I practice forgiveness, mm. um, not just in a religious way or not in a religious way, in a general way that unforgiveness is toxic, it's poison, and not forgiving somebody or not forgiving somebody else is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. Um, It's like screaming into a cave, all you're going to get back is an echo. So, you know, what I've had to do is I've had to work on that um, forgiveness, forgiving myself or, you know, because I guilt and shame that affected my body for years. You know, it affected the way that I walked because you walk with a stoop, you walk with your head down, so you end up with back ache and neck ache, which then gives you muscle problems, which then gives you other problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's not it's not an easy thing to get out of, but yeah. to practice forgiveness is is a good thing because to actually because if I'm if, if I'm peeved off with someone, who's it affecting? Is it affecting them or is it affecting me? Well, it's not affecting them because they couldn't 
care less. So it's affected yeah. me. So what I have to do is not let them love them enough and forgive them enough not to let them occupy my mind. Yes. Um, and that is how I, I, I go about on a daily basis. And sometimes it's by the grit of my teeth, um, yeah. uttering the serenity prayer. But, yeah, but that's beautiful to have that kind of mindset because it is, it's sometimes hard when you're surrounded by people that do kind of tick you off all the time or just that makes you snap. And you have that choice in that moment, you know, like how is this going to affect my whole day now? And I think if you can do like what you've said, is just forgive them, send them some love and then put yourself first and say, I choose how I want to feel right now because this is going to affect my whole day. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the, because especially around social media, Facebook, Twitter, what, what, whatever social media you choose, there are always going to be that negativity and there is always going to be that troll factor. Um, oh, yeah. I'm now learning what it's like to deal with trolls. Um, it's not nice and it can affect you really in, in lots of different ways. And it did yeah. affect me in quite a bad way last year. Um, and I got, I got really sick of it. And I know people that deal with it very very effectively by using that mindset technique that, that you're talking about which mm -hmm. not always easy to flip it i believe it's like reset no, it's not in the moment that's what i'm saying it sometimes will sound so easy but it is you need to practice all of these things you know like if someone would call me up now and complain about something in my business i would be offended like not because i'm angry at them but like oh have i failed again who screwed up that there'll be these mixtures of anger and sadness and you know, being like kind of embarrassed, you'll have all of these emotions, but it's also to learn to just take some time and then take a few minutes and breathe it and, and spend in it and then ask yourself, why are they complaining about it? Or why are they not happy about something? And to try and find their truth as well, because I've learned through all of the businesses that I have, people complain sometimes, well, most of the time, not actually about the thing that they're telling you. It's usually about other things as well. And if you can understand that some people are very emotional about everything that goes wrong, even if you just cut them off in traffic, for them, that's the end of the world. So yeah. it's just to give yourself some space and, and respect that from other people as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. So you, you, you were telling me about um, is it the, the, the coffee business. You went from um, like one shop to um, seven figures in five years. Tell me a little bit about that journey. Yeah, my coffee business is really a dream come true. We um, we started our coffee shop five years ago. But before that, I decided I wanted to try a different thing. We had six business by then already. And financially, we were very strong. So it was not a money decision, but it was a decision like I knew I was meant for more. There was something bigger out there that I'm supposed to create. Mm -hmm. So we came up with the concept of opening a coffee shop, but we wanted to be different. So I spent about two years researching different coffee shops. I, I went to different coffee shops, drank their coffee, figured out why are they pricing the way they do? What are they offering? And I made a list of all the things that I want my business to be about. And we opened our, in the first two months, we opened three stores because from the beginning, I decided that if I'm going to do this and I'm going to go into the coffee and food and beverage world, it means there's a lot of work involved. It's not something that you just trade for two hours and you're done for the day. So I knew I was going to work super hard. So I decided from the beginning, let's do it properly. Let's do three locations in different areas to see if it's truly going to work, because if it is, then I can share this concept with other people. So from the beginning, I wanted to share it, but I never knew how I would possibly do that. And from day one, we were um, welcomed by the community. People loved the idea that it was very different from everybody else. But after the first year, we had five stores. 
But Jack, at this point, I was working 20 hour days. I barely saw my children. However, I did love what I do because I knew this was not going to be my life forever. And I think when you start with a new venture in your life, whether it's losing weight, starting a business or, you know, finding your, your partner for life, you go through an energetic stage where you're so focused on the goal that nothing else matters. And, um, you know, the, 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 the sore feet every night, you know, the late nights, those things didn't matter for me. But I knew that a year later, I'm not going to be in the same place. I was not going to work like this. So I made mental decisions to grow a team so that I can be at home while my business continues to run and that I can share my business with other entrepreneurs who also wanted to own coffee shops. And that's what we did. So we franchised our brand, but we did it in a model that we is uniquely to us. We don't charge like other people do. We don't have the same kind of policies in place. We, met, we wanted to make it a human to human business. I encourage entrepreneurs to don't do things very corporate. You don't have to have things complicated. You It's your business. You can run it the way you want it to. And the people that we have today that are our franchisees are men and women who have always wanted a coffee shop. This for them is literally their dream come true. So for me, I get the most excited, not when they sign the contract and pay us the money, the day we actually open the store. Because I get to see in their eyes that they are now the owner of the store. They get to hire their team. They get to service customers. And that is like a dream come true for that person. And for me to be able to do that for someone has completely changed my life. It's completely changed the way I look at money, the way you can use money so much better in the world to change other people's lives. And today we have 30 stores across the country. So yes, we have great goals, you know, to grow to 125 in the next four years. And I want to share this with as many people as I can. But I've noticed that as I've grown through the past 14 years, things change that are important for you from my money to going to more into time. And now it's also going into more giving so that other people can also experience this. And today I actually help other small business owners that own other businesses to teach them how to franchise their own business. And you don't have to have 30 stores. You don't have to grow to 100. But sometimes you just want two or three stores. Maybe you just want five across the country. That's all about your brand and your product because you want to impact thousands of people. And I can help you do that. So that's what I'm teaching my clients at the moment to do. Yeah, I, I I think that you that seven figure mindset. Uh, I th I think you have to sort of have that. I, I I don't know. I think it has to be deeply embedded in you you somewhere. Um, you you know there are people out there that want the money and mm -hmm. the cars and the you, you know all the perks that come with it, but won't push out they don't have that seven figure mindset and i'm not saying that i have i i'm i'm not great with money I've, I've, i'll be the first to admit that you know um i have a, a business model myself that, that that i'm looking at and i i want to go out and you know like big issue uh, and help people build their um uh, find their way in life using creativity like i did um, and yeah. Go out there and use their story to then create something like a book or a CD or something like that, and then supply them mm -hmm. with a certain number of that, give them to them, and they can go out and sell them like big issue, and sell yeah. their own stuff, and then they they keep the, the most of it. Um, that's what I've got on my mind at the minute. I haven't got that seven figure. Um, yeah, and, and Jack, most people don't. And even when we started from our garage, we didn't imagine making severs figures 
not let alone in a year or even in a month, which is where we are right now. But as you grow and you get comfortable with where you are, you realize, oh, okay, I can make this amount, whether it's a thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars a year. But once you reach that level, you realize, okay, I've been able to do this. So what's the next step up? I think sometimes people look at um, the journey and think, oh, no, I could never make it that far. But you only need to make it to the next step. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be money. It could be like, for example, your idea that you have is just to impact 10 people. And next next month, I want to impact 20 people. And Mm -hmm. I want to help 30 people. And then it becomes a numbers game where you focus on where you want to put your energy and what the result is that you want from that. And money is mostly the bonus that comes from that. But Mm -hmm. if you are focused on money and you want to make a good amount, you need to have those stepping stones. And it starts with making the first $100, then the 500, then the 10,000. It has to be that way. And when you, and and even in our lives, we can tell Jack when you you get comfortable, you know, it's with the furniture you have in your house. When we were all students, we all either slept on the floor or on a couch but as you grow older and you get a job and you 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 grow as you mature through life and again different things matter at different times of your life like in the beginning i know i I would love to buy beautiful things for my home like have nice couches and tables to be honest with you now like that's the last thing on my mind like we have a couch in our house that needs to be replaced 17 years ago already and it's still just here and it's because it's right now not a priority i'd rather take my family out for dinner every week because those moments around the table and the laughter It's just more important. And that's why being a human running a business is so such a privilege because you can do it whichever way you think is best. There is no right or wrong. We should stop looking at everybody else and compare ourselves to them and think, oh, I should have had this already or I should have done this and I can never do it. You just need to do it your way. Mm -hmm. But you have to believe that it's possible for you and not the seven figures. It's the four figures and Mm -hmm. then it's the five figures and then it's how many people you want to impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I believe that what you said about giving um, at, at this moment, what I have to give is time, um, which is why I volunteer within the community. I volunteer within uh, you know within the community of the church, um, but I also give my time uh, f- freely on here to give people a voice because we don't. Ha- a lot of people don't have that luxury. Um, mm. And I think that when we've lived a certain way and we, we've, we, we've flipped that mindset and we've, you know, we've started to find success in whatever way that may be, whether that be a better mental health or a better spiritual health, or, you know, a better home life, better money or whatever. I, I believe that we have a, a duty um, to give, um, give back because it's it's you know it's 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 basically step 12 uh, for me it's, it's about um ca- carrying the message and and helping people not only get out of that um mm. that victim mindset yeah or that survivor mindset which can be just as dangerous as a victim mindset survivor oh, yeah. mode um and helping them find their way and then you know if it's starting something like this helping them do that um helping them in whatever way we can time for me is the most precious commodity um you know and it's it's about giving that back Uh, i believe if you can be a teacher teaching if you can't teach teach because it's just so 
necessary. Mm-hmm. So people are, are messed up um, mentally and, and they don't have the luxury of people around them um, to give them the right advice about getting into the right sort of mindset. So what, what would you say to somebody like that? I think I would go back to just finding um, that person that has done what you've done, but they're just ahead of you. I think what's scary is when you look at someone that's five or 10 years ahead of you, whether it's in recovery, whether it's an emotional growth, you're trying to become a mom, you're not one, and you're looking at a woman that has teenagers, you can't relate. It's it, Even if they tell you the right things, and, I, and I'm sure they want to give you the right advice, you feel like you cannot relate. But if you, like I'm using an example, if you want to be a mom and you're looking at someone that just had a baby, she's the perfect person to give you any advice on whatever concerns you have around it because she's just gone through that. Finding someone that maybe has a one or a two-year-old can kind of prep you for what's coming. But we don't seem to do that. We always seem to look too far ahead and that's why it seems impossible. And, and you need to check that in with you. You need to ask yourself, like, what have I been doing? How have I been looking at other people? And how has my mindset and my energy been? And it, it, it's like those hard conversations you have to have by yourself. And if you can be honest enough to say, okay, I haven't actually checked in with someone that is relatable to me. I haven't actually reached out to anybody. I haven't asked for any help. Then that's where you need to start. And yes, it's not going to be easy. That's just the honest truth. I don't think every, um, everything in life should be easy, but that first step will be your hardest. Everything after that will be easier because we put so much emphasis on that big moment that once you take it, you always look back and go, I should have done this a long time ago. And we all know that once you've done it, mm. but unfortunately for thousands of people taking that first step is so scary. Yeah. Um, it's habitual, if anything, you know, yeah. um, uh, and you need to bring it into habit. It's this good habit or bad habit. You know, we, we get this learned behavior and we need to sometimes, well, not sometimes, we need to unlearn those bad habits, things like the uh, self-depreciation, the self-sabotage um, yeah. and, and, and things like that, which we automatically do, you know, blaming things on yourself in situations that, beyond your control yeah um and what i want people to get out of this chat um out of this conversation is a way of actually realistically building a new mindset a lot of the people that follow me a lot of the people that follow my story uh, are people that have been in the same sort of situations that I have uh, within recovery or within, um, uh, you know, uh, prison rehabilitation, uh, prison reformation and things like that. Um, it's all changing of mindset. Um, you know, somebody once said to me, well, they say to me a lot, a leopard can't change its spots. And I know a leopard can't change its spots because it's a physical manifestation. It's the physical thing. You can't actually pull the spots off of a leopard, but what you can do is you can tame it. And then, you know, that leopard then becomes something else, um, you know, domesticated or or whatever. Um, So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that nothing is small. You know, it might be just one thing, whether it be stop smoking, whether it be stop 
uh, a certain bad behavior, give something up, whether it be um, thinking more positive or setting a business, having a four-figure mindset, having a seven-figure mindset. It's all the same. It's all that step upon step upon step. Because if we can learn bad behavior, we can learn good behavior and then put it into that. Uh, I call it reset the default because the default setting on anybody is connection, connection with other people, connection with family, connection with, a, you know, a higher power, whatever you want to choose to call it, whether you call it God, like I do. Um, and things like trauma, um, unforgiveness, uh, addiction, they're all diseases that cause disconnection and once you're disconnected you have to then reset that default it's like factory reset on a phone if your phone's starting acting up because you've put on a load of new apps or new behaviors and they're not healthy ones it's going to make your mind like the phone go a bit mental so you have to reset it back to factory default reset it back for connection um, and I, I think people, they don't realize that um, because they think addiction or trauma are things just of the mind. Yeah. They're, they're a complete package, mind, body. And so what affects your mind affects your heart. What affects your heart affects your body. Mm -hmm. That's um, true. And I, 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 I think that people need to be able to um need to be able to learn to switch that um tell me about sorry i did waffle on a bit there but um tell me about your book yeah so i i never knew i was going to write a book it hasn't it wasn't one of those things you have on your bucket list for me um but i recently discovered that i have a lot of gifts that I can share with men and women about my past 14 years of business. And I wanted to also share with them the true stuff that a lot of people don't talk about. So my book is Multiply to Millions, but it's about the business myths that are keeping people from making millions. And the reason I shared this is because I've always heard like women would say, for example, that they would have to choose between being a really good mom and also being a successful businesswoman. And I think that's BS. I think you can have everything you want in your life. Um, you just need to make the choices and then plan and take action on the things that you want in life. I've also focused a lot on what we were raised and told when we were younger, because that is a mindset that you were kind of shaped into as a child. We can't always help the way we think. But, you know, we've always heard things like our parents might have said that money doesn't grow on trees or the grass is not greener on the other side. So I talk about those things in the book because I believe that I don't want to judge someone until I've met them myself. I don't judge a country or an opportunity until I've experienced it myself because I've actually been there. I've been to places where people said, oh, it's horrible. You should never go there. And then I'm standing in the most beautiful places in the world thinking, why are they saying that? And then I realized because people have the right to have their opinion, but they also have a perspective of something. And it doesn't mean that has to determine how you look at life and your business. So that's what I brought into my book. And I share about some hard things where I call you out on your, your limiting beliefs. I call you out on the way you think about life and that you should surround yourself with the right people. And I call people out on making excuses for themselves. You only get this one chance to be on this planet. And yes, we will not always be perfect. We'll screw up, we'll make mistakes, but you have this one life. And if you have that moment when you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, I wanna be better 
at what I'm doing here. And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be just appearance. It, it can just be you. I want to be better to myself. Um, you know, Jack, I heard a beautiful saying the other day. It was from a fitness instructor. And she was saying she went into fitness when someone told her that your body is your brand. Whether you have a business or not, this is your brand. People judge you by the way you look, about the way you present yourself, but it's also your vessel. It's what's supposed to keep you healthy and safe throughout your entire life. So if you don't take care of your body, then how do you expect you know, everything else in your life to you know, also be coming well? And I, and I realized that that was such a beautiful way to think because you only have this one chance here. Mm -hmm. So try to be the best version of yourself. Try to do the most amazing things that you've always dreamt of and start by just putting it down on paper and asking yourself, why am I wanting this? Who can help me get it? And what steps do I need to take to start making that happen today? Yeah. So where can we get your book? It's on Amazon at the moment. So in the UK, there's a link for Amazon. I'll, I'll give you the notes so you can share it in the show notes for the podcast or on YouTube. But you can also get it on the Amazon link for the United States as well. And it's a print on demand. Brilliant. So um, if you could say... Uh, one thing to anybody um, watching, um, what would it be? It would be to be kinder to yourself because you deserve so much more in life than what you're actually allowing yourself to receive. There are so many beautiful things out there, Jack, that is just ready for us, you know, love, friendships, opportunities. But if you don't appreciate who you are and you don't like yourself and you don't forgive yourself enough, you're not open energetically to the things around you. So I would just say, be kinder to yourself. I, I, I would agree with that. And I would reiterate that you need forgiveness in your life. Um, Self-forgiveness and forgiveness around other people, because it's a lot easier, you know, yes. it's kind of a proverbial middle finger and it makes you feel good at times. <laughs> yes. With that, um, I'm going to uh, knock off in a minute. I want to say, um, if you just hang on a few minutes, we'll have a chat when I've of signed off. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing about your mindset and, and, and how to push out. I'm sure that there will be questions sent to me that I will send on to you if you will kindly um, agree to uh, answer yeah, them. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. Any, any sort of q and I'd love to get you back on again at some point. Um, I, I like to bring guests on. Uh, again to find out their journey a little bit further down the road because sometimes yeah, i'd love that thank you um and yeah so thanks guys um for tuning in as always uh, thanks to my sponsors uh, as always and i shall see you again soon i think don't quote me on this that it could be next monday but i'm not sure um but i will speak to you soon cheers guys Catch you soon.